This is the Grind It Podcast. We know just like grinding a handrail or across the coping can be challenging at times, so can life be. We share God's Word and personal stories to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. Today we're going to finish up Matthew chapter 20. In the last podcast, we talked about how Jesus... He shares a parable with his disciples about an owner of the vineyard who was constantly going throughout the town of this little village and he's inviting people to work because he sees them standing around. He says, why are y'all standing around? Why aren't you working? Well, nobody's hired us. Well, hey, come work in my vineyard. Hey, and they do. And when the work was done, it didn't matter if they worked from the morning, nine, noon, three, or five o'clock when they were hired. When the work was done, they all received a full day's wage, which was Jesus' way of telling Peter and the other disciples that people who accept the invitation, to ex- who accept uh, Jesus to be their Lord and Savior, if they accept that invitation even at the last minute of their lives, they're going to reap the benefits of the Father of heaven because they're going to get to spend eternity with God the Father, just like the disciples did who were the very first workers who were hired in that early morning if you will like the first workers in that parable who started work early in the morning those people who started work at five o'clock and only worked for one hour got the same full wage as those who started working early in the morning and jesus is saying that people no matter when they give their life to him they're going to get the joy heaven and everything that comes along with it. But the greatest thing about that is we get to spend eternity with God who allowed his son to die on the cross for our sins. We get to spend eternity with Jesus, the one who paid the price for our sins. Thank you, Jesus. Can't wait till that time comes. And so Jesus is telling his disciples again uh, after this parable. He, he's saying, look, I, I'm, I'm, and he's told them this several times. But he's going to tell them again and again. He says, look, I'm, I'm going to be betrayed, I'm going to die, I'm going to be buried, and I'm going to be raised on the third day. But this time, it's going to hit a little different because he's going to, he, he's going to give a little bit more detail. In verses 17 and uh, through 19 of Matthew chapter 20, it says, Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, and he took 12 disciples aside privately, and he told them that, uh, what was going to happen to him. And he says, listen. We're going up to Jerusalem where the Son of Man will be betrayed to the leading priests and the teachers of religious law. They will sentence him to die, and then they will hand him over to the Romans to be mocked, flogged with a whip, and crucified. But on the third day, he will be raised from the dead. And so this time, as Jesus is telling them about his death, he's more specific. He's going to give some specific details. Uh, Uh... because he knows this is it. He he knows that his life is about to end. He 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 is going up to Jerusalem for a purpose, and that purpose is to be the sacrificial lamb that's going to satisfy what God requires in order that our sins can be forgiven. And Jesus is the only way that our sins can be forgiven. And Jesus knows that when he goes to Jerusalem 
this is his this is it for him he will not walk out of jerusalem with his disciples ever again now they, they've often visited jerusalem they didn't hang around jerusalem very much they didn't stay in jerusalem very long they would go there for a a, a feast uh they would go there uh um to visit but uh they would not hang around in Jerusalem very long. And so this time, Jesus knows this is my last time to visit Jerusalem. This is it. Um, because he knows he's got to die on the cross for our sins. Uh, and this is going to be his last opportunity to spend a little bit of time with these 12 men. Now, think about this for a second. Judas, Judas Iscariot, the one who's going to betray Jesus, He's in this group. And, 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 and speaking of this group, remember, they, they don't understand what's going on. They, they, they don't understand, uh, fully understand who Jesus is because they're thinking that Jesus, the Messiah, he's going to restore Israel back to power and that, that God is going to give them uh, this place that they can live happily ever after in this new kingdom, an earthly kingdom that Jesus is going to establish. But they were sadly mistaken because in just a very short time, and we're going to see the very next chapter is the triumphal entry into Jerusalem. So in less than a week, or at the end of the week, Jesus is going to be dead. He's going to be hanging on a cross for six hours. These guys are going to scatter. They're going to desert him. And, and, and Jesus is going to die on a cross after hanging there for six hours, and he's going to be put in a tomb for three days. And these guys are going to be freaking out. They're, 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 uh, they're going to be fighting a militia, if you will, that Judas has brought to arrest Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. They're going to be denying Jesus, is what Peter did. They're going to uh, be deserting Jesus, which is, all, uh, which is what all of them did. They're going to watch Jesus die. They're going to, they're going to lock themselves up in a room because of fear. I mean, th their whole world... These 12 men who have been following Jesus for three to three and a half years, their whole world is about to be rocked. I mean, shellacked. I mean, just shelled. And yes, as Peter said, hey, we gave up everything to follow you. What will we get? <laughs> he had no idea what they were about to get. They're, 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 they're going to be literally punched in the face if you will let me let me say that they're going to be punched not punched in the face they're going to be knocked out you know they're going to be tko'd um, because the prophecies about jesus over 300 prophecies in the old testament about the messiah they were very clear as to what was going to happen to the messiah but they didn't get it these 12 men just did not understand they didn't realize what they had signed up for when they when jesus says hey come follow me i'll make you fishers of men just Give up your life and come follow me. And they said, yes, absolutely. You're the Messiah. We believe in you. We're, we're following you. They didn't realize what they had signed up for when they left everything to follow Jesus. And you know what? We do the same thing today. We have this misconception that when, uh, when, you know, when we choose to follow Jesus... We think that life is going to get easier, that it, you know, it's going to be this cakewalk, that nothing's ever going to come along that's going to be hard or nothing bad's ever going to happen to me ever again because, hey, I've got Jesus living on the inside of me. I'm walking in the power of the Spirit. So nothing's ever going to happen to me. 
So let me share a word from uh, The Grinch, the movie that comes on around Christmas with Jim Carrey. He says, wrong-o, right? Wrong-o. These, disi- you know, these disciples and us, we have these, these misconceptions, and you know what? We're wrong. When we're filled with, when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and we're washing the blood of Christ, we're we're filled with His Holy Spirit, and we're walking daily with Jesus. What did Jesus tell us? He says, "Hey, you're going to be hated because people hate me. They're going to hate you. You're going to be persecuted," which basically means that. Life is going to get so much harder for you. So I hate to rain on your parade. Oh man, we we speaking of raining on the parade, we danced. Uh, I, I I danced with an Irish um, dance team out of Knoxville, the uh, Tennessee Irish dancers. And this is St. Patrick's Day weekend uh, when I'm recording these podcasts and. Uh, so we danced last night at the island, and so it was outdoors. We got to dance with a live band, which was really cool. But, man, it was cold, and it was raining. Uh, so it, it rained on our parade, uh, but it was so much fun. We had had a great time. Um, so don't ever think that it's not going to rain on your parade just because you follow Jesus. In fact, when we follow Jesus, life even gets harder and we see this all, I mean, we see it in Jesus. Jesus was persecuted by the, the religious leaders all the time. The Pharisees would pick up stones multiple times to try to stone him. They even tried to push him off a cliff at one point to kill him. And then his followers were greatly persecuted. It started out with, with beatings. And then next thing you know, James is beheaded. Then, then Stephen is stoned to death, and it goes on and on. We, 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 we see Paul and the things that he went through. He was tortured. He was beaten. He was uh, shipwrecked. He, he was uh, imprisoned uh, many times. He was thr- uh, thronged. He was um, stoned, beaten with rods. So many, uh, he was persecuted in so many ways. And, and, and they even written a book on this. If you read the book of the uh, book of martyrs, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. If you read Paul's letters, you'll see how harshly he was treated, even by his own people. I mean, the Jews, they, they would chase him from city to city trying to kill him. <clears throat> so, first of all, I want to say following Jesus is not easy. It's very hard. It can be very hard. Especially if you live outside of these United States, we're praying for you because persecution is real. Even though we we don't understand persecution in the United States, some people do to a degree, but for the most part, we don't understand what persecution is. And places outside the United States, they know exactly what persecution is because like I said, in, uh, I believe it was in the last podcast, it, it's illegal to own a Bible. They can't, they, they can't have a Bible. We have 10 to 15 copies laying around collecting dust, and we take it for granted. No, not people outside the United States. Um, they have to tear out a page of the Bible, which we wouldn't want to do in the United States, but they would, and they memorize it, and they pass it on to somebody else so that they, they can have just 
the word of God in 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 their hearts. Um, so following Jesus is is hard, and when we follow Jesus, when we decide to put Jesus, when we decide to make Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior, do not have the misconception that life is going to get easier and that nothing bad is ever going to happen to me because it's right opposite. Because before you came to Jesus, Satan had you. You were uh, under the control of the devil. He uh, he was your Lord, if you will let me say that. He he is uh, he is the um, the power that's in control right now on this earth. And before you knew Jesus, before you were filled with the Holy Spirit, that's who you were following, whether you knew that or understand that or not. But when you came to Jesus and you're filled with the Holy Spirit and God the Father and God the Son live inside of us through the power of the Holy Spirit, well, guess what the devil's going to do now? He's going to fight you tooth and nail. He's going to come against you with everything that he's got because he does not want you to follow jesus he's been kicked out of heaven he knows he can't go back there and he knows his fate and so he's going to do everything that he can to discourage you and me from following jesus therefore it's going to be more difficult life will be more difficult when we follow jesus but if we stay faithful and we keep walking with jesus and we take our last breath and we're washed in the blood of jesus christ it'll be all worth it because we will reap the benefits of heaven. And the main benefit is being with Jesus and God the Father and the Holy Spirit for eternity. So just to show you how the disciples struggled with these concepts that we're talking about, even though they walked with Jesus on a daily basis, just to show how they didn't get it, if you will, in the very next breath Jesus goes into this detail. He's told this parable, right? Peter's asked the question, what are we going to get? We've given up everything to follow you. What's in it for us? And Jesus shares this parable that we talked about in the last podcast. The very next breath, James and John have their mommy go to Jesus and try to convince Jesus to let James and John sit on his right and left hand when which is the places of honor and power when he comes into his kingdom. It, it's almost as if what Jesus said in this parable, it went in one ear and out the other. And he's just been trying to teach them about humility. And this is what I was talking about in the last podcast, how they're just full of pride. <laughs> I mean, the, the, even though they're walking with Jesus, they struggle with all these things just like we do today. Here's Jesus telling them, hey, I'm about to die. I'm about to be betrayed. I'm, I'm going to be crucified. I'm going through a horrible death, and I'm going to be in a tomb for three days. And, and, and in the very next breath, James and John say, hey, can we, can we you know, that, that, that's, that's terrible, Jesus. But hey, when you, when you come into your kingdom, can we sit in your, 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 the places of power and honor? Can we sit at your right hand and your left hand? Mom, won't you go and try to convince him to let us do that? So full of pride. And, and we struggle with, with, with stuff just like this even today. And, and, and the thing about it is the other 10 that are still around, they hear this conversation going on between James and John and, and their mom. And they're, they're, not, they're not very happy with James and John. They're upset. 
In verse 22 through 28, Jesus answers them and says, You don't know what you're asking. You're, you, you, you are able to drink from the bitter cup of suffering that I'm about to drink. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, we are. We're able. And Jesus says, Yeah, you, 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 you can indeed drink from my bitter cup, but I have no right to say who will sit on my right or my left. My Father has prepared those places for the ones he has chosen. When the ten other disciples heard what James and John had asked, they were indignant. They're, 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 not, they're upset. But Jesus called them all together and he says, Look, you know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people. And officials flaunt their authority over those under them. And Jesus is saying, hey, Look, I'm, I'm an authority over you, okay? I can lord over you if I wanted to. But, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a team player here. But among you, it's going to be different. You're, you're not going to flaunt your authority. You're not going to lord your authority over people and over one another. It's going to be different among you. Whoever wants to be a leader among you, James and John, Peter, you, I, I know you have special privileges, but hey, if you want to be a leader, then you must become a servant. You must be a servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. What? That's crazy. You want you, you want me to be uh you want me to be different? You don't want me to flaunt my authority? And if I want to be a leader, then I gotta be a servant, and whoever uh wants to be first among you, they gotta be my slave. That's crazy talk, Jesus. Jesus says, for even the Son of Man, talking about himself. He says, I came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life or my life as a ransom for many. What's the message here? Humility. It's simply that, humility. But it's not simple. Humbling ourselves before people and God, it's not easy. It's difficult because we're so full of pride. We're like James and John. I want, to sit the, I want to sit at Jesus' right hand and his left hand. I want to sit in the places of honor. And Jesus told them over and over again, don't be like the Pharisees. Be different. And here they are being just like the Pharisees because the Pharisees would jockey for positions when they would come in. They Say some other Pharisees would be invited to a dinner at another Pharisee's home and they would come into this home and they would sit in the places of honor. Somebody would come in that was more honorable than they would higher up on the, the chain, if you will. And so they would have to get up out of that seat and be humiliated because they would have to go to the, the different parts of the table. Jesus said, don't be like them. Be a servant. Become a slave. Humility. And this is something that Jesus has been trying to teach them for three years. And they still haven't grasped it yet. Because they're just like us. Humility does not come natural to us as people. We want to be somebody. We want to be... Re- I mean, that's why we have YouTube, right? That's why people post stuff to YouTube and, and, and TikTok and Instagram reels and Facebook reels is because... We want to be recognized. I'm not even going to go there. I'm not, I'm not getting on that soapbox. We just want we want to be somebody. We want to be recognized. We want to be noticed. And so we, we will make these perverted videos, if you will. Some are funny, but a lot of them are perverted. And, and so we can go viral, if you will, because we want to be noticed. And we'll walk all over people to, in order to reach that goal. 
we, we will lower our standards, our moral standards, if you will, to reach that goal. You see, it's the opposite of humility. And that's what pride is. Pride is the opposite of humility. And the disciples were full of it. Like I said in the previous podcast, if you want to be noticed, then learn humility. It might not have been the last podcast. maybe been two or three podcasts ago. But if you want to be noticed, learn humility. Because if you learn humility and, and, and you live a humble life, you're going to stand out above everybody because humility is a very rare thing these days. You don't see much of it. Do like Jesus said and become a servant. And the, the word in the Greek here is doulos, which means a slave. A slave has no will of their own. Absolutely no will of their own. They are under control, full control of their master. Which is why most or the majority of people today choose not to follow Jesus. They choose not to accept that invitation to go to work in his vineyard. Why? Because they want to be in control of their own life. And here's the sad thing about being in control of our lives. Even when we think we're in control, we're not in control ever. Because when you think you're in control, get sick. Get really sick. Or have some kind of accident. And something go wrong in your life. Whatever you Fill in the blank with whatever that is. You learn, I learn really, really quick. Like, just for instance, I was an athlete my whole life, semi-professional skateboarder when I was younger, grew up playing baseball, played a lot of church league softball, championship teams. I hit a tree stump sledding with my son and blew my back out. Now I had to have three back surgeries. But when I hit that tree stump, I turned a backwards flip, landed face down in the snow because we were sledding on the side of a mountain. I blacked out in the air, and when I landed in the cold snow, I was paral- I woke up, and I was paralyzed. I could not feel anything from my waist down, so I couldn't move my legs because I couldn't feel my legs. I thought it was over. Guess who wasn't in control at that moment? Me. I was in control before, or at least I thought I was, but the moment I hit that tree stump, turned that backwards flip, and landed in the snow and was paralyzed, I couldn't even get my neighbor's. To help me up to my feet. Why? Because I was paralyzed. They knew I was hurt. Very bad hurt. And nobody would touch me. That's why they had to call the ambulance. And they strapped me to that plastic board. And sent me off to the hospital. In the back of an ambulance. You know why? Because I was not in control. And guess what I was? I was humbled. And it took a tree stump. To humble me. Um. And so that's a, you know, even, and that was, my son is 23. That was, he was five when that happened. So that was 18 years ago. And you know what's happened over those 18 years? Yes, I've learned a lot of humility and I've learned how to be humble. But sometimes I, I allow pride to slip back in there. And I think that I'm in control. And guess what? I had to be reminded over and over again you ain't in control, Randy. You're not in control. And guess what? You are not in control and and the quicker that we learn that god is in control will be the quicker uh that we're better off (laughs) and 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 we give god full control of our lives and when god is in control of our lives it's not that life's going to be any easier 
It's just that he's going to be here to walk with us through it all. He's going to give us peace. And he's going to give us contentment. He's going to give us all this stuff. And then when we take our last breath, we're going to spend eternity with him. And these 12 disciples, man, they're, they're, they are about to learn some humility in the hardest way. Because the very next chapter, chapter 21, is the triumphal entry into Jerusalem. And, and we know by the end of the week, Jesus is going to die on a cross. I mean, they're, they're, their whole world is about to be rocked. And it's going to come unglued. And they're going to learn what humility is all about. And so at the end of chapter 20, we learn that Jesus has been traveling through Jericho. And and as, as all this takes place, this dealing with his disciples and answering Peter's question, and he's telling them about he's about to die, and he gives more detail about his death, burial, and resurrection, and they still don't understand it. As, as he's uh, walking through Jericho, he, he's about to leave Jericho, and he's encountered by these two blind men in verses 29 through 34. And it says, As Jesus and his disciples left the town of Jericho, a large crowd followed behind, and two blind men were sitting beside the road. And when they heard that Jesus was coming that way, <clears throat> they began shouting, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. Be quiet, the crowd yelled at them. But they only shouted louder, Lord, Son of David, have 